Welcome to Transform, a podcast highlighting the people and ideas shaping the future of senior living. I'm Tim Regan with Senior Housing News. In this episode, we're talking with Brian Geyser, Chief Clinical Officer for Maplewood Senior Living's Inspire brand and the company's Vice President of Clinical Innovation and Population Health. Before we get to that interview, I'd like to take a moment to highlight our SHN Architecture and Design Awards. This annual competition recognizes cutting-edge design and excellence in senior living across the U.S. and abroad. We're looking to celebrate unique projects, including both new development and rehab, that are improving the lives of seniors through innovative design. If you think you have a project that fits that description and are looking to showcase it, visit shnawards.com. New York City is undergoing a senior living development craze with high-profile projects coming together around the area. One of those projects is Maplewood's forthcoming Inspire community in Manhattan. We caught up with Brian Geyser to talk about the demand for this kind of community and what's in store for prospective residents there. Brian Geyser, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I wanted to start with, before we get into Inspire and some of the things that you guys are doing right now, I wanted to actually get into how you ended up in senior living. So to start with, if you could trace your path from where you started to how you got here today. Sure. Thanks, Tim. So I took a pretty unconventional path to where I am today. I am a clinician by background and training. I'm a nurse practitioner with a specialty in psychiatry. When I graduated from grad school, the first thing that I did was I started a practice doing house calls. And I did that because while I was in graduate school, I saw a huge need for providing good healthcare to people living in the community who didn't have good access to care. And I decided I would venture out and do that once I got out of school. And that's what I did. And it was through that work of going out into the community and providing psychiatry services to people in their homes that I was uh, introduced to senior living. And uh, what happened was I was I, I got a referral to see a patient in a senior living community in Connecticut and I walked into the to the community and I thought wow this is this is really amazing really beautiful I wasn't really aware at that time and this is going back many years 15 plus years I wasn't aware at that time you know what senior living really was but I got a, a real quick introduction and from that first patient I started to get a lot more referrals from different senior living communities to provide service in in the buildings and you know, over the short course of a, of a year or so, I built up quite a practice. I had to bring in uh, clinicians to join me. So I had psychiatrists and psychologists, social workers working for me. And from that, I started doing consulting work for the senior living companies, started doing teaching, lecturing, etc. In in just a few short years, I had a thriving uh, practice. And I was kind of getting exposed to everything from resident care to marketing and PR to the operations side of senior living. And that's how kind of the whole thing began. So Brian, I also wanted to ask, so what brought you to Maplewood? And then also what got you excited about the Inspire project? 
Yeah, so uh, prior to coming to Maplewood, I was working up in Massachusetts for a uh, really innovative health plan. Uh, we were taking care of dual eligible seniors up there who were very, very complex and and challenging to care for. Um, and we were doing some great work. I did that for about three years. And while I was doing that, I got a call from a friend of mine who worked for Maplewood. It's a woman who I had uh, kept in close contact with over the, over the many years. And going back to when I was doing psychiatry in some of those buildings. And she called and said, hey, we're doing some really cool stuff here at Maplewood. And we have a project in New York City that I think you would be amazing at. And, uh, you know, want to see if you're interested in talking to us about about coming to work here. And so it was kind of that was it. You know, I got a phone call. I went down to Westport. I met with Greg Smith, our CEO, and, and the rest of our senior team. And we, we met for a couple of hours and had a great conversation. I loved Greg's vision. I loved where the company was going. And I, I could see myself fitting into you know, that vision and, and bringing my experience and my skill set of all the things I've done over the, over the years. And I had this really amazing opportunity to kind of create the dream job that I've always wanted, circling back to home and community-based care and figuring out new and innovative ways to provide better care and service delivery to this, this vulnerable population. So uh, after, after a couple hours of meeting with those guys, Greg stood up and said, so when do you want to start? I was very excited and, and honored by the opportunity, and, and so here I am today. Great. And I want to, for the, the listeners at home, we are currently sitting in the Inspire Carnegie Hill leasing office. And so I wanted to ask you, Brian, how, I guess, how has the leasing process gone so far? It sounds like it's been a success. It sounds like there's been a lot of interest. Yeah. So we opened our leasing gallery here on the Upper East Side on December 26th. So not, not long ago. And we have had an incredible interest in what we're doing here. There's there's absolutely nothing like this, certainly on the Upper East Side, and really nothing like this in the city. We're we're basically creating a new category here, and uh, so the interest has been I- incredible. Uh, we get a ton of foot traffic, people walking in and wanting to know what we're up to, and we have been thrilled by the number of people who have signed deposits or have expressed you know, considerable interest in doing so as we move uh, closer and closer to the opening of the building. Now, I know that this is, this is not the only Inspire project. So we have the one Inspire in Manhattan, and we have others in the pipeline that we are working on. Our development team is working on those now. I really can't, I can't speak to those yet, but there are others in the pipeline. Great. I guess also, I understand that you guys have made some interesting investments in technology. So tell me a little bit about on the technology side, sort of what Maplewood is working on across, you know, all of its communities. Yep. So we, uh, we have been over the past couple of years. And one of the things that I, I have done since I got here is to help bring Maplewood into the next generation with, with uh, the tech, specifically tech around how we impact residents' lives. So we have made a significant investment in our infrastructure, first of all. So making sure we have the the technology backbone with Wi-Fi and, and all of that to make sure we can support uh, all of these new devices that are going to be on our network. But we're really interested in IoT and bringing uh, smart apartment technology to play here. We're working with Amazon and other companies to really try to nail down how do we 
deliver voice-enabled technology to this specific population. You know, we do assisted living memory care in New York City. We'll also be doing enhanced care. So that's the care of folks who are have more complex needs. And, you know, we really need to figure out how do you take a consumer-based product like Alexa and uh, modify it so that it actually delivers results uh, for this particular population and for their families and for our staff, frankly. So how do you how do you integrate that? So I think that's a huge focus. I think that uh, anything that we can do to create a better integrated system uh, with all of our different technologies and then also a huge focus for us is on connectivity. We want to connect the residents to the outside world, to their families. We want to connect residents to staff and staff to the residents through technology. So we're looking at all different manner of technologies that do that, but with a huge focus on integration and the, and the, uh, the capability of these things to talk to each other. And I also know that Alexa will be part of Inspire. You have Alexa rigged up to uh, talk to us here in this room in which we're located. So tell me, how will all of this technology work specifically in Inspire when, when that project opens to residents? Yep. So the, the first thing is that Alexa will be a extension of our concierge service. So, you know, we can, a resident can say, Alexa, call the concierge and 24 seven, and they will be, they will have access to our concierge right through the speaker. So the concierge will come through the speaker and uh, whatever the resident needs will attend to that. The other is we're working with some companies on enabling artificial intelligence through Alexa. So having Alexa understand our resident's intent. So right now in most assisted livings in the country, residents wear pendants, call pendants, and when they have a need, they press the pendant. And where does that notification go? It goes to the care team. So when a resident has a specific need, they can, they can tell Alexa that need, and then she will understand what the need is and route that to the appropriate member of the care team or the appropriate department. So an example of that is, you know, saying something like, Alexa, my light is broken in my bathroom. That will be routed around the care team and right to the maintenance team. Uh, but right now in, in most assisted living communities, it's the call pendant. That pendant gets pressed for whatever it is that a resident needs. And that notification goes to the care team. And then a care team member has to respond to that need. Now that, uh, is, a, is problematic on many levels, um, obviously for efficiency's sake, for staff did not go to nursing school or CNA school to learn how to uh, fix a lamp. And they really want to be laser focused on resident care. So to be able to use Alexa as that uh, virtual assistant, if you will, so residents have better access, faster access to information, to staff when they need it, and to the right staff when they need it. The other thing, when I, I said access to information, so residents will be able to ask Alexa, what's on the calendar? What's on the menu today? What are my notifications for the day? And then all of the other typical Alexa type features like, you know, play my favorite playlist or radio station, turn off the lights, turn up the temperature and all of that. So we're integrating IoT through Alexa, but we're also expanding Alexa's capability by adding community relevant and based information such as, you know, calendars and events and so forth. And then, you know, the ability for residents to use voice to access staff is really a critical thing. Now, when that happens, when a resident uh, says, you know, Alexa, I, I need my care team because my arm hurts, 
that notification will go to the care team. It comes up on the resident's phone as a text notification, and it says specifically what the resident said. And that way we can prioritize getting to that resident. And then we can speak right through the speaker and say, you know, Jane, I'll be right there. Don't move. I'll be there in 30 seconds. So that ability to connect is really critical for us. And we're, we're excited to be using Alexa and other technologies to do that. I was also sort of curious, how does all of this fit with the Ally Tech Suite? And if you could, for our listeners at home, sort of give the overview of what that term means. Yeah, so what we realized is that we we have accumulated a variety of different technologies over the course of the past couple of years that, you know, affect residents and families in positive ways and we realized, you know, hey, we should we should actually call this something because it, because it's really important the work that we've done and so we decided to take those various pieces, bring them together and give it a name. And so for Inspire, we're calling it Ally. And the reason we call it that is because we see technology as that. It's, it's, a, it's an accompaniment. It's, it's an adjunct, right? It's, it's not taking the place of human contact whatsoever, but it's augmenting and enhancing what we're already doing on the human side. So the technology is our ally and we, you know, we have a variety of different uh, technologies in that suite. You know, everything from virtual reality to Alexa enabled care concierge to digital interactive programs, uh, live streaming adult uh, education programming. Sorry, I don't know that one. And there's Alexa <laughs> for our entertainment. So, you know, that that's really what it's about. And it's and really when a product makes it into the ally suite, we have tested it. We feel that it's beneficial and it sort of integrates into the whole inspire mission, if you will. I wanted to talk about innovation, but before I do that, I think I'd be remiss not to also talk about virtual reality. We on Senior Housing News have written about what Maplewood is doing with VR, but talk to me sort of I guess, first off, some of the innovative things that you guys are doing with VR, and secondly, why it's important to invest in things like virtual reality in a senior living setting. We adopted VR early on, about a year and a half ago, we, we made the decision to bring in VR across our entire portfolio and add it to our lifestyle platform. And what we're doing with it now is we're using it both for sheer entertainment purposes, because it's just really awesome and fun. But then we're also using it on a therapeutic level. So for people with dementia, uh, doing reminiscence therapy. And we find, for the most part, that residents really enjoy the product. They, they have a great time with it. For people with memory impairment, we can kind of strategically decide on a resident by resident basis who might be uh, who might have a good experience with the particular technology and we can bring people you know back to the university that they graduated from or their elementary school or or to places they traveled to throughout their life and so what we find is that it you know it sparks memories in a really enhanced way it's kind of far beyond what we've ever seen just using traditional you know photo albums and things like that it's it's very immersive and and so people have a a really good experience with it so we've also been experimenting with using VR on the therapy side of things so uh, for for physical therapy in particular 
where you can go into a virtual world and you're brought to a place where just just through the sheer experience of it, you're kind of moving around, right? You're, you're working on core strength and flexibility and range of motion without even realizing you're doing that. Um, a lot of residents don't really enjoy physical therapy, and but this makes it fun and enjoyable. And in, in some cases, they're not even aware that they're in a physical therapy session. Yeah, I have only myself tried VR a handful of times, but I would love to do some of the things that you've just described. Obviously, on the innovation front, again, Maplewood is doing a lot of interesting things. I'm curious, are there any trends that you see, Brian, on the horizon that you're not currently implementing, but you think will be very useful in the next you know, year to few years? Well, I, before I answer that, I want to go back to, you had a question earlier, which I didn't answer on, on kind of like other things Maplewood's doing on the innovation side. I think, you know, innovation does not have to be revolutionary. It can be uh, incremental and it can be simple, actually. It can be just taking a, something that you're doing right now and just doing it a lot better. Um, one of the things that I recognized uh, early on when I came well, actually going back when I first experienced senior living as a clinician was that senior living companies do a really, really good job of providing a, a psychosocial um, environment for folks. And they try really hard to deliver good medical care and care in general. But it's very, very challenging in this environment where care is fragmented and uh, mostly everybody's on a fee-for-service system. So when I came to Maplewood, I, I wanted to take that on head-on and I wanted to figure out a way that we could address some of the issues there. So we created uh, what we in Connecticut what we call the integrated care model. And really what that is is it's taking our most vulnerable, our most complex residents and assigning them to an integrated care team. And by integrated care team, I mean adding different disciplines to the care team that you don't traditionally see in assisted living. So we brought on two social workers, full-time master's level social workers, and we brought on a geriatrician actually who, who came onto our staff. And we identified through a variety of different means all of those residents in, in our Connecticut communities who really are, are, are even, even being in assisted living are falling through the cracks in the medical system. And we uh, assigned those residents to this integrated team. And now we have about probably 200 or so residents who are on that team. And between the social workers and the geriatrician, they monitor and take very close care of those residents. They oversee the care plan. Um, They do a ton of care coordination. And, you know, you'd be surprised at, at just having three additional people who are laser focused on care coordination and population health, if you will, you know, how beneficial that is to families we've had and and to the residents. We've had so many families come to us and say that they're so appreciative of the attention that we're able to give them. And, you know, it can be anything from difficulty transitioning from home into assisted living, which is very common, to uh, a person who is in and out of the hospital very frequently because of not well-managed chronic medical conditions. And so this team intervenes and they, they're really focused on bringing together all of the disparate elements of the health system to deliver the best outcome for those particular residents. And that's, you know, so that's an example of an innovation. And, you know, frankly, it's an example of how we're investing time, energy, dollars, resources in that level of attention to our residents. It's, uh, it's been great to do that. 
to get back to the other question, so which tech trends or which trends relating to technology adjacent things do you see on the horizon for senior living? What's what's going to really make an impact like like some of these innovations you just mentioned are making an impact now? Well, the obvious one is voice uh, and IoT, but I think beyond that, I think the one place that has amazing promise is on monitoring and, you know, sort of passive monitoring technology. So wearables and systems that you can put into the apartment that can uh, very passively monitor a resident's health status. I think this is very exciting. It's very new, and we're right on the, the we're in the beginning of of that type of technology uh, coming to play. We are actually watching very closely this space develop. You know, we would get into the space right now if if we felt that it was something that was if we were evolved enough in that area to to really make an impact and make sure that this technology works works well. But you know, the example of that is. Um, a resident in their own apartment, it's their private space, right? And the only way that we know that that resident is okay behind those doors is if we knock on the door and ask to, to come in and lay eyes on the resident. Now, imagine a, a future where the room, the apartment itself tells us that the resident is okay because it senses the resident's respiration rate, pulse rate, and it knows the resident's there. It knows the resident is not on the floor in pain, And this can all be done right now through passive monitoring technologies. But so I see a future where the the apartment itself, perhaps robotics, artificial intelligence and things like that can help us know that a resident is all right. And when the resident is not, the resident won't even necessarily have to tell us that the apartment itself will tell us that the the pulse rate will skyrocket or you know some change in vital signs will occur telling us that it's out of the norm for this particular person so i think that that's a really exciting space and i'm i'm looking forward to companies who can really solve that problem in our industry particularly i have one last question for you brian obviously new york city has seen i think a few high-profile projects like Inspire, these high-rise, luxury-focused, you know, high-end senior living communities. And so I'm, I'm curious, what do you think makes now the right time for a project like Inspire? So what we know is the, you know, the demographic here in Manhattan is very uh, favorable for a project like this. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but, you know, the island of Manhattan is aging and there are not a lot of options for people, especially this particular market that we're in. You know, this is, you know, Inspire is a is a very focused market. It's luxury high rise. It's for a certain demographic. If you are a person of means in Manhattan right now, and you, for whatever reason, are not thriving at home, you have very few options. And we wanted to be that option for that, for that population, and that's what we're doing. So I think it's a combination of you know, need in the population and you know, just a huge opportunity to make a difference and to do something that's, frankly, not been done before and doesn't exist right now in the city. You know, I think that it's been well over a decade since you've had a, a new assisted living residence built in the city. And you know, what we're building is really something totally unique and special. It's really a, a fusion of uh, luxury accommodations, high-end hospitality, cutting-edge technology, whole person, integrated health and wellness, and uh, world-class care. You know, frankly, we're we're very excited about 
the care delivery model that, that we're building out right now, and the ability to leverage some of the best hospital systems in the world uh, right down the street from our building. So, uh, you know, I think the time is right for, for an Inspire in Manhattan. All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. It's been a pleasure. And uh, anybody who wants to come and see us on the Upper East Side, come on down to our leasing gallery. You can look it up online. Thanks. That does it for this episode of Transform. Don't forget to check out the SHN Architecture and Design Awards at shnawards.com. Project submissions are open until October 31st. I'm Tim Regan with Senior Housing News. Thanks for listening.